going on people this is uh hollywood cole here and here with clear fire for the hollywood cole and clear fire video game experience also known as h and k video game experience and our goal is to just bring you guys some uh nice ramblings about video game experiences just from the ground level just from the experience of a couple of gamers that have been in the game for quite some time what do you say clear uh, quite some time is definitely a good, good way to describe it, so we don't date ourselves too much there. Yes, we, we've been in there playing, uh, you know, we grew up together playing NES, Super Nintendo, actually owned uh, all of those, but uh, the uh, Wii, all the Nintendo systems for the most part, minus uh, maybe like a Virtual Boy or even a GameCube, which I play the Wii on, just, 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 just to say that, uh, you know, we still keep up with that, I still collect, I really enjoy playing those. And uh, and again, you know, we, we used to trade video games all the time. You know, you've had a, yep. you had you always had the Sega. You were the Sega CD mm-hmm. guy, I'm the Nintendo guy. But um, you were the first one to have a Saturn. Yep. And uh, I remember going up there and playing that, playing the when, well, the Sega CD with the Sewer Shark, where it, what came out with it. Oh yeah, that uh, horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did you get the 32x right away? I did. I got because uh, I remember I got the Sega and had it for a while, the Genesis, and I had the original Genesis, and then I got the Sega CD, and then when I got the 32X, it wouldn't work with my Genesis. Oh yeah. And so we have a buddy that he'll probably be on the show with us eventually. He had the newer Genesis, and I traded him my old Genesis for the new one so I could hook up the 32X, and I had the whole <laughs> beast looking set up there that took up like most of your entertainment console you know with all that stuff on there so and i remember your genesis had the uh had a sound issue with it because i i when we traded i traded you all these nes games it's probably like what 25 nes games our super nintendo super nintendo games yeah for a super nintendo and you gave me your all your whole system set up with all your games and those two and but the genesis was the older model and you'd be playing sonic and you have the music and then all of a sudden a beat would kick in <laughs> Could yeah. sound, sound yeah. messed up, but if, if you were like into it, you could rock out to it, man. It was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. But I couldn't have that, man. I had to get the uh, the good sound. And uh, I think I traded with uh, a friend of ours for that as well. I don't remember. We, we traded back and forth so many times. Oh, yeah. It was, it was pretty much everybody's yeah. <laughs> in the neighborhoods. It really was. So, so cool, man. So, what, do you, uh, what have you been playing recently? Well, I've had my nose in Destiny for way too long and hadn't yeah. really played out anything outside of that. I did play Final Fantasy fifteen some. I didn't get super far into it. I want to finish that up because, uh, you know me, I love Final Fantasy as well. And so... Um, you got the Collector's Edition? I did get the Collector's Edition, so I got the Steel Book with it and all of that and all the f- neat little things that came with that. It didn't come with much other than just the Steel Book, but it was it was a nice little collector thing. Um, but uh, that, of course, I played... I got a hold of the Handsome Collection for De- for Borderlands and played Borderlands 2 again and played the prequel. Uh, that's really about it that I've been into lately. I just haven't, you know, of course, with having the kid and work and all that, I had had time to really dive into a whole bunch of different games, so I've been really selective on my games lately. But yeah, I'll play stuff. I've, I, if, if I decide to root my cell phone again, I'll end up putting an emulator on it and just play games while I'm sitting at work whenever I have free time. Yeah, well, I've been playing the uh, Golf Club 2, <laughs> which is the <laughs> golf simulator that, uh, try, I don't know, it's, it's fine, it's a fine game. Again, server problems at launch, I mean, it's just the standard now to have a game that just doesn't work at first, and you have to be online to do pretty much everything on the game. Uh, we, won't, we won't get into that game during this podcast, at least, but... Um, 
playing that kind of really kind of got back into Grand Theft Auto Five, just trying to find something to fill the time until Destiny Two comes out. Yeah, uh, pretty excited about that. That is a good casual game, Destiny, and uh, so we're going to talk about today. Probably just talk about uh, Destiny. You know, at least part one, and then two when it comes out. Well, the next next week we'll talk about part two, and we kind of just set this thing up to where. We're going to talk about video games, and that's kind of it, the video game experience, not the Destiny experience. But you might hear Destiny a few, a little bit, you know, maybe one or two podcasts extra because it's kind of the new hotness coming out in September. So yeah. that's what we're going to play in a lot. We got, you know, Twitch streams and uh, whatnot that we really kind of broadcast that. And so that's going to kind of be on our radar, closest thread, if you will, over any other game at this point. Unfortunately, you might hear a little too much of a Destiny, but you know what? Hopefully, you'll enjoy hearing that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we want to we want to bring you guys the, the modern games, and again, from a ground level perspective, a gamer uh, perspective, and um, but also probably get into some retro stuff that maybe we, we talked about. Probably we'll do a thing to where we'll we'll put out a retro game together to say, hey, what do, which one do you want to play? Okay, let's play. Uh, Legend of Dragoon or something. Let's play. Or let's just let's just take it easy. Let's play Mega Man Two. All right, cool. Emulate it. Whatever you got to do, get a hold of it and just play it for a week. As far as you get, whatever. Try to finish it, of course, and then we'll just chop it up, man. Talk about it. Yep. Probably have a few guests on, and you won't just hear us talking over and over, but uh, have a few guests. But we're gonna we want to try to keep it clean. We're not gonna be, you know, dropping any bombs on you uh, so it's kind of want to keep it clean where you know we're, we're, we understand we're family men ourselves and i'd love to have a you know i listen to a lot of retro game podcasts and you just can't you know if i'm driving in a car somewhere i can't listen to it because i don't know when they're going to drop f-bombs or whatever yeah. toilet humor you know whatever and we want to keep it clean to where you can listen to this podcast show without any fear of anything that uh, you don't want any uh, young years to hear whatever i mean it's just probably better for everybody to not hear it uh, pretty much, if you're looking for graphic content, we're not the podcast for you. Exactly. So, uh, we hope you guys just enjoy this, and um, uh, we just enjoy making it. We've always kind of enjoyed talking to each other about games. I'll call them up, uh, uh, clear fire every so often, uh, chop it up. We always play, uh, like I said, play Destiny together. We're talking in in group chat or whatever. We always just end up talking about games. So let's just lay it down. Let's lay down a podcast and see if anybody else wants to to participate or uh, just listen in. Maybe they'll enjoy it. I don't know. We'll see. Today, we are going to be bringing you uh, Destiny. So, uh, Destiny 2 is on the horizon, and we are both excited about that. And uh, we're going to kind of give you guys a little bit of an overview of Destiny. If you've never played it before, and uh, just kind of give you a quick overview, some some things we liked and didn't like about the game, and uh, what we think they can do better, and uh, what they need to carry over into Destiny 2. Uh, Clear's more of an expert on Destiny here. Uh, we've played, like I said, we've played together for a while, but um, I don't know. What do you think about the game? Well, I mean, overall, I mean, the game was an awesome game. I mean, I'm going to be a little biased there because I definitely dove headfirst in the game and pretty much was my primary game playing for the entire span of, what, three years now it's been out. So yeah. I've been playing it for quite a while, and I can't believe it's been that long. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. So that's been my primary player. So, of course, you know, I've been playing a lot of it. I actually deleted a few characters and started over and all that good stuff. So, <clears throat> But overall, I think it's actually a really excellent game. There's some places where it's lacking, but overall, it's it's a good quality game. It was put together, you know, it was put together in a rush. You know, they changed storylines right there at the right there right before they decided to release it and everything. So there was that big change there and that big gap there. But I think overall, it actually presented a good game. It was a fun game. Actually, had a good replayability for it. The only sad thing is, is once Destiny Two kicks up, Destiny One's pretty much going to be completely dead. So that's kind of a sad, sad note because I do like playing games over and going back and playing them. But yeah, that's that's kind of the way that they are nowadays. I, I got involved with it after Borderlands. I, I really liked Borderlands, Borderlands Two, uh, the pre sequel or whatever it was called. But um, we really enjoyed that to play multiplayer and. Just first-person shooters with numbers bouncing off heads. I mean, when you shoot them, yeah. that's the kind of game. You know, that's real fun, real RPG-ish. 
Uh, and so when Destiny hit the shelves, I kind of thought, oh, this is going to be going to be like that. Well, I remember you telling me about it. I hadn't even heard anything about Destiny. And you called me up and said, hey, have you heard about this game Destiny? And it was like literally like a day before it was going to drop. And so I go on a wild goose chase to try to hunt down a limited edition because I'm a big collector. I like collecting things as well. And so I was like, oh, let me see if I can find a limited edition or a collector's edition. I couldn't find anything but a regular copy. So, you know, I got started in that. And it was just kind of funny that I didn't really hear anything about it until, you know, a day before it drops. So that was that was kind of weird. But, you know, I am day one well, player. You know, so. Yeah, it was this big, you know, ad campaign. Uh, you know what was what did they spend on it? What was it a hundred million or something? They like spent that? a crazy they spent a crazy what... amount of money. I think they've got like for well, their this... for their ten year for their ten year budget yeah. is like five hundred million if I'm not mistaken. So they yeah. dropped a stupid amount of money on the game, and you expect a certain quality. So yeah, yeah. And so I got on the game. And I, that's my I bought the PS4. It's the white version that that came with Destiny and. Um, and that's, that's the reason I bought a PS4 was for that game. And it's just a whole new universe that they've created and wanted us to, to play into it. And as soon as you start it and see the space, I remember just going to the moon on the game and looking back at Earth and being just like in awe, like, wow, this is a this is a phenomenal graphics, phenomenal game. Uh, back at the beginning when you are first spawned, the ghost says, if uh, he says, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that are strange to you because you've been dead for a while or something like yeah. that. I mean, it, it's like, wow, this game is just the perfect open. This is going to be a phenomenal story. This is going to be a great game. I just, I can't wait to experience this new world, 10-year, the whole 10-year thing. And I don't know about a, a lot of people may have understood this. I didn't really understand. But I thought the 10-year was going to be kind of like a, you know, like a World of Warcraft or something where you'd release the base game and everything's expansions for 10 years. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. But I think the direction they're going with it is actually a good direction for them. Um, mainly because of the whole turmoil that had... Uh, turmoil in releasing the game. Because from the beta of Destiny 1 to the actual release of data, uh, Destiny 1 was actually almost two totally different games. The beta actually had uh, stuff in there that made you think that eventually you're going to find out that you're actually on the dark side. You're on you know, the bad guys, that the Traveler is actually bad and not good like it is in Destiny 1. And kind of had that feel to it from everybody, everything that I read from people. Um, uh, Datto has a good bit of information on that. Uh, Bife, if you want to go check him, check him out, he's got a good, a good bunch of info on that as well. And um, from them, they they it made it sound like it was going to be a really different game where you're playing from a different angle. And then Destiny One drops, and it's a completely different angle. So that's where they had the whole rush change. There was during that time frame. They actually fired a whole you know all their writers and everything, and had a big change there. And so yeah. that's where, you know, seeing parts of the story in Destiny 1 is kind of like, why did they do that? Why, why is it like that? And then when you find that out, you understand, oh, well, they kind of screwed the game up, you know. Not really a screw yeah, up, talk- but just kind of crazy like that. So, oh, Yeah, I, well, I think it is. I think it did. Not the game, but the story. I, I think they did uh, kind of screw it up a little bit because, uh, from what I understand, the uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, and I should know it. The guy, the writer, the head writer. I think it's Luke Smith is his name, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, that's not the head. Well, he may be the head writer now. The old writer that wrote all the uh, that wrote all the uh, Halo stories. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Luke Smith is the one that took over after he left, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Luke yeah. Smith. Uh, something Smith. I might have Luke wrong. So, well, Luke, there is a Luke Smith, but this guy, uh, he wrote the story, and I think, and I, I should have this. Uh, memorized here because i've seen it a million times but he wrote the story and then they they just basically they cut it they said we're not going to do that story and they said why would they do that you know why would they this story is supposed to be really deep just like you said where it turns out you're the bad guys you know you you are on the tower uh thinking that the traveler is the good guy and you're fighting on the good guys team turns out the traveler's bad you can see the the actual production uh pre-production art where that that the, the black garden was actually a sphere, mm-hmm. which looks like it was inside the traveler, and you're killing this black heart at the end. Yeah, I mean it's got to be the it's got to be the traveler's heart. I mean, what would it what exactly? It and there's a lot of theories saying that that was the whole thing is that you actually you know for the final mission you go inside the traveler, and like you said, the black garden is inside the traveler, and I think that would actually have been a nice twist on the game to have that come up. But you know, then again, so, it, it didn't. So. Well, there's theories, yeah, and so we're, this is kind of what we want to talk about. There's, there's theories on. Um, 
why they did that. And a lot of it, of course, it revolves around money. You got Activision involved. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not blaming all of Activision. Of course, they're not, you know, known as the white horse of the video game world because I mean, of the. They kind of are the microtransaction. <laughs> they are the kind of the microtransaction king of the world, too. So, yeah. They're kind of like pushing yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so they wanted it. They wanted it a, a teen rating. This is my this is my theory, and a lot of people on YouTube's theory, but uh, that they wanted a teen rating, so it opens up the it opens up the, the game to multiple people, right? Instead of just the mature, they want people that can understand. But they want. Uh, I guess they just wanted a bigger fan base. They wanted to kind of dumb it down. I hate to say that. Well, I mean that's basically uh, what it is. But, I mean, especially going for a lower rating, you get that dumbed down and you also get that less of a violence thing and i understand that because with lower violence you can get more people in you can start hitting the under teenager range and start getting those gamers involved and two if you've got a 10-year plan hitting a gamer that's 10 years old you're looking at by the time you finish the gamers around 20 so i mean that's a huge chunk of somebody's life at that point and to be able to capture that definitely makes sense of why they pushed it back and got rid of the darker story so I remember when uh when it when it came out as a you were a big proponent of the game and I sent you a video about uh about the the real story that that potentially got cut about the writer that got fired and uh, Bungie tried to make it look all mutual like oh he wanted to leave and this kind of deal. Do you remember I sent you that? Yeah, I remember that and it was actually a really good video and actually opened my eyes to the whole game to see you know actually to see the changes and actually you know while i'm playing the game to see where the actual changes between the what what should have been the real story and what turned out to be the story was and it was really an eye-opening experience so i don't vividly remember the video because that's quite a few videos back for me but you know it it was definitely an eye-opening video yeah and i think i think that kind of started to mess it up for me and we're going to kind of bring this around full circle too with the story but um, that made me feel kind of like, you know, well, why am I playing this game? It could have been so good. I feel like I'm just pa- being a part of their, you know, science experiment, you know, just playing and dropping money on expansions and all this and, and thinking about the game that it could have been, you know, way more in depth story, way more in depth loot system. Why can't we trade? Why can't we, uh, you know, just even for nightfalls and stuff, why do I have to have a group? It doesn't make sense. Stuff they do, just do all the time that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, just look at Sparrow Racing. I mean, what is the deal with this? Uh, why don't they have that uh, as a weekly event like Iron Banner? Or was that the, that's what they changed it to? Oh, no. Spar- Sparrow Racing was just a holiday event because it was just something everybody yeah. wanted. Um, they wanted something a little different. To me, I feel like Sparrow Racing was created as a distraction to the fact that Destiny didn't have as much content as it should have had. And so that's kind of how I feel about Sparrow Racing. I loved it. I loved playing Sparrow Racing. It was a lot of fun having that different change in there. But it was definitely built as a distraction to the fact that there's not that much content. And then the fact that it only came around Christmas one year and then Christmas the next year. Now, granted, they did put it in private matches where you could set it up. But once you put it in a private match, you lose any type of loot rewards. You lose any type of finishing any type of bounties you take all of that issue out of it and it now makes it to where sparrow racing is just pointless you know unless you just want to do something mindless inside of destiny you know it's it's pointless so you know i really feel like they dropped the ball on some of the sparrow racing things like that i think it could have been like you said a weekly not a weekly but a monthly event like um like iron banner is i mean iron banner i I'm not a PvPer, but Iron Banner got me back into doing PvP. I remember doing PvP back in the days of SOCOM, and I love that. And then as it as it matured, I quit doing PvP. But with Destiny and with Iron Banner, that definitely really got me back into it. I like the story behind Iron Banner too. It created just a, a better feel of the game. It felt like there was more out there. So I kind of looked forward to that monthly thing, and I would have looked forward to Sparrow Racing every month too. That would have been something fun. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. You go, why? Why would they do that? But why would they not include that? Um, the Nightfall system started having points involved mm-hmm. in it, which I like. But it's not individual scores; it's team scores. Exactly. Right. I think I think it would have been cool to have a point system that was individual and team. Like it was very much team score that all your points go into a basket. You know, you got to hit these certain points. But I think having bounties that were actually more individual and points based 
yeah, there are some bounties out there that are individual individualized where like you have to kill certain people and kill, you know, do so many different things like that. That's fine and all, but I think a point-based one would have been good too because you could have seen how you stacked up with other people that you play with. You know, are you actually benefiting from somebody that's a good player or are you the good player on the team? You know, and I'm not knocking anybody for playing it because Destiny is definitely a social casual game and that's the way they've pushed it. But it would have been nice to have that just to feel like, hey, look, I'm actually working hard in this game. I want to see how I'm playing compared to other players. And I know you have like the ELO scores that are out there that you can go check and other things like that on these um, third-party websites. But that's just not the same as being encompassed inside of Destiny. And I think that should have been, you know, more thought out. Yeah, they they really dropped the... I mean, like we were talking about the story earlier, all on Grimoire cards and, and, and whatnot. And it's like... Come on, man. I mean, I got to go to this other third-party website to learn the whole story. This lore of this brand new universe you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's an epic when you create a universe with its own set of rules. You just look at like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. Those are you know epic new worlds that people want to just enjoy. And you're making me leave the game yep. to go turn on my computer and then read. <laughs> something that I'm no who does it. No, so okay, that's the monetary, you know, idea that as well. Okay, well, I'm gonna have more. I'm gonna have a thousand, you know, a tons of hits on my site because they want to come see the story, which I didn't go to one time. Yeah, you know, but and, and so I know there's a story buried somewhere in Destiny, and you can go, you can go to YouTube and try to figure it out. But little things that they kind of, and not to get too far ahead of uh, of us talking about Destiny two and whatnot, but stuff like, you know, the stranger. I mean. You could t- that was in there because she yeah. was going to lead you. She was going to lead you away to the reef, you know, after you found out that the light was bad and all this kind of stuff. But they had to leave her in there. It's just too late in the development cycle, and they had a release date and so on. And they had their investors. They had all these people. They had to appease, and so this is what you get. But but I, but bringing it back around full circle with the point system and everything. What did they accomplish that no other? A multiplayer online game has done what the community is very friendly they're not arrogant right they have very nothing true. to brag about because everything's yeah everything's random it's a, and it's cooperative too. yeah it's cooperative how many times have you died on a nightfall or anywhere and nobody resurrects you as soon as they get a chance uh, you're gonna probably be res- resurrected every time yeah right? not not it's unless you're joking around with your buddy and just said i'm gonna leave you behind because you're just annoying me today but right, right. Yes. but yeah. but i mean people are gonna it yeah. benefits the whole group well yeah because it, it was a beneficial game the pve the way they did it is not really player versus environment it's team versus environment it's more tve than it is pve in my oh, opinion good, yeah because i mean it's team-based and then two to get back to the grimoire because i don't want to leave that behind because so okay. i'm i'm really torn behind by, by the way i feel about the grimoire in one aspect i hate that idea but in another aspect i love it because i got the lore from the destiny going through those and that was great because when i'm sitting at my desk at work and it was a slow day i'm sitting there reading grimoire cards i'm reading the grimoire and going through all that and checking it out so i feel like i'm still involved in the game but then again it's like i'm having to do this outside the game to figure it out put it in the game you know put it there let it be there yeah. and then it, and then t- well just look at look at let's do star wars look at obi-wan kenobi and star wars one if you can remember when they very first meet Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke, or they, Luke and Obi-Wan, when they first meet, Obi-Wan tells Luke, oh, your father, you know, was killed by the dark side, and he was a Jedi, and I'm a Jedi. So so he lays the backstory down. Well, the Grimoire cards in the Star Wars case should say, well, how did Obi-Wan Kenobi get to Tantooine, Tantooine, right? Yeah. Not, not explain who that is exactly all together so it's hard to it's hard to justify that yeah. but it is but it but it was a it was an interesting take on something for very last minute development you know because they put that in their last yeah, minute they they, you, know, you know last minute development trying to get it out and then too with the stranger you know i love the idea of the stranger and i wish the stranger would have been more developed and i really hate that they've killed the stranger basically saying that you know her story's dead and you know it's told you know it's over you know, but you can definitely tell that they were lacking in this character line with the, with the stranger where her one classic line that everybody should know is, I have no time to explain why I have no time to explain. You know, basically it's like, 
you know, what in the world were you thinking when you made that line? It sounds like the most <laughs> random thing to think of. And it's like, why do you have to say that you have no time to explain why you have no time to explain? You know, that just doesn't make sense. But it's funny, though, they do that. And now you have a gun in the game that's no time to explain. And it's like, it's like, are you trying to kind of, you know, punk us there with that whole, you know, the whole line there and the gun that goes along with it? You know, is that just a whole running joke for y'all now because of how screwed up it was at the beginning? And so that, that, that's that's where I feel about the whole grimoire cards and the whole beginning storyline that's all like before before Taken King. Like I, I lump the whole um, Dart Below and what was the other one? Was that the, the Dart Below and it was... Uh, House, of, House wolves. of Wolves. You know, those all you know, those three right there to me feel like it's all one section. And then Taking King is when everything changed, is when they actually came in and actually had something a little better. And while we're talking about that, you just reminded me, not to get too far off track, we're talking about pre orders. Because <laughs> this is what I was telling you about. I mean, I am I am a diehard no pre order guy. I mean, you can pre order to get your uh, I'm not a, I don't get collector's editions. I don't get premium editions, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But let's just say when Destiny was getting ready to get released, they didn't, they had minimum pre-orders. What are they going to do? They're going to have to try. They think the game's not going to do well, so they're going to release more and more content mm-hmm. to the consumer in order to get them to buy it. If they're not, they can hide all that behind a paywall. This is exactly what they did because they probably had you know, a million pre-orders already. Yeah. So that's why I do not pre-order. And Destiny 2, if you want to give me early access to the beta and it, it comes out September 6th, then I can, and I don't know when the early, well, it's already gone. Yeah, the beta, done, yeah, but, the beta's already done. <laughs> but let's just say that that's a, re- a reward for somebody. Like you say, you can pre-order, cancel, you can just wait. If you want to get some type of code for whatever kind of items, there's no pre-order code there's going to be a game-breaking. You're never going to get any game-breaking items no. from your pre-order code. It's going to be through cosmetic or something like that. If you have to have it, go go to GameStop and pre-order it two days before it, it releases. You will get the code and, and that kind of stuff. Well, also, too, like with Destiny's pre-orders right now, like you're going to get a gun that yeah, ahead of everybody, but you're going to turn around and those people are going to be able to get the gun, I think, in the 1st of January. So it's no huge, like you said, no huge game-breaking advantage. So... On the flip side of, uh, of Hollywood's their statement there, I do pre-order. I am a pre-order person, and I guess I kind of fall into the trap of being a pre-order person. And I do agree with Hollywood on the fact that, you know, pre-ordering shows people, hey, look, maybe we can hold some of this content back and make more money off of it. And I definitely get that whole opinion. But I'm also, to the collector type. I like to get those limited editions and collector's editions. You know, I do have a collector's edition on pre-order and a limited edition on pre-order. I'm definitely going to cancel my limited edition because I don't need it. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I like getting some of that stuff, you know, whether I get bonuses or not. You know, I I like the random extra gear. You know, everybody was talking about how crappy some of the pre-order bonuses on this one, on Destiny 2 is versus Destiny 1. And I'm like, hey, it's got a cool backpack with it. It's got something, some neat little things with it too. And I'm going to take that. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely pre-orders can yeah. definitely be a money-making venture for them to where they can actually gauge how much content they need to put out at the beginning versus hold back. So, yeah, and you see, I, I'm I'm not against anybody that pre-orders it for for that type of stuff when it comes to if you want certain items or whatever. Absolutely, I mean that's what it's for. And, and I, you know, I'm a Final Fantasy guy. If a big Final Fantasy comes out with, I mean, I didn't pre-order Final Fantasy 15 or anything like that. Um, and I and I wish I would have. I wish I would have gotten that other edition. Uh, you know, a collector's edition or whatever of that. But I mean, something along that that nature, Final Fantasy VII remake, stuff like that. You know, they know that's going to be a hit. The stuff like that uh, with items or something tangible that you that you want to have, there's, I, I don't have any problems with that. But I, I'm just talking about somebody that thinks, uh, oh, the game's going to be sold out or whatever the case. It, you, you'll never, ever, I used to work at GameStop. Uh, me ne- too. <laughs> I've never been a game that's sold out. We they always ask you, you get a, did you reserve it? Uh, no, and they just go back in the back and get it in the big box that they already had and uh, hand it out. Well, too, and but, too, this is the digital age now. 
you're never going to be yep, without the you game. You, you can, if yep. you want the game, you can get it day one, no problem. Now, granted, if you waited until day one to download it, you're probably going to hit a bogged down server and it's going to take you a lot longer to get it. But you can still get it. You're never going to be without a copy. And if you want a physical copy, so many people are going to digital nowadays that you can go down to your local GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart, wherever, and pick it up. I mean, it's, it's Art- everywhere nowadays. Yeah, just wait three or four days because the game's gonna be unplayable. Because they uh, <laughs> any, any game that has servers nowadays has become the standard. You're gonna have a lockdown. Uh, the day one patches. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I hate that it's like that. That's what it is with pre-order stuff, the bonuses and whatever to try to get you to print a season passes. These are all poison to the gaming industry. I I do believe uh, when somebody tries to sell you downloadable content before you you hand them money before you even see what they have, mm-hmm. you haven't even played the game yet, and people will buy that right away. And, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's good, it's just a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, there's good, there's benefits in. But that's also too, why I'm a big, why I'm a big proponent of betas and even better yet, alphas and doing more of the, um, alpha testing that's outside of a, of a, um, company like Activision and Bungie. They're very big on doing their alpha testing inside house. They did, but they did a little bit in, in Destiny 1. They did a little bit of alpha testing outside a house, but they did the majority of it inside the house. And their beta, you know, it was great and all, but the bad thing is, is the first day P, uh, PS4 got to have it the first day. Then the next day, Xbox finally got on. And now a month later, PC's going to get it. I think doing that whole staggered thing like that is not the best thing to do. You know, it just let everybody play it at the same time. Let it all come out because then you're going to have content spills back and forth and nobody's going to get a full feel and at first that's a cool you know that cool moment that wow that was awesome moment you kind of take that away from them yeah and so uh and let the, let the beta for destiny 2 be another destiny 1 pretty much the exact same game mm-hmm. uh but hey Everything you didn't like about Destiny Two, they already changed it. I know. To make it better. And two, right? and two, the bad thing. <laughs> That's what they tell you. And by the way, did they release the Destiny, uh, the Destiny beta numbers? Of who played Destiny Two? Who's played it? How long they played? All that they said they were going to release. I don't. Them. I don't think they. Ever I don't did. know. I don't remember seeing them. I know they were talking about how big of a hit it was for them, the beta wise. I mean, I know my friends list is very extensive on PSN because I definitely used to jump with anybody into a raid party to find any kind of raid. So I have a long list of friends uh, of my friends list. I think it's over 10 pages long. And that that bad boy was lit up on on the yeah. on it. So, I mean, I knew everybody was on it. And I mean, some of the game, some people I hadn't gamed within months, even over a year were on there playing the uh, D- Destiny 2 beta. So it was definitely, I know it was a big yeah. hit. I just don't know the numbers. Yeah, uh, they haven't released it, and they so they say, you know, usually the developers will release those immediately to show you what kind of hit it was. If they're for whatever reason they haven't released it, Um, I personally played it. I probably played it two three hours max, max after over two three days, uh, because it was just kind of the same to me. But I mean, you know, I wish they would have put put more of the open world stuff that's different there's nothing that was different about it other than a couple of the game types but but we'll, we'll talk about it later yeah we'll definitely de- we'll, yeah, we'll de- definitely dig into the destiny 2 and especially the beta so yeah ne- yeah we'll do that uh probably next episode or something but all right so back to destiny 1 um let's talk about just the gameplay in general i, I personally uh i played like i said i was playing borderlands at the time when it came out the pre-sequel mm-hmm. and it, and, and um, uh, so I was playing that. So I was kind of used to the the first person shooter. Everybody's playing Call of Duty's whatever. And that Destiny uh, mechanics, that the gameplay mechanics on that is it's absolutely flawless. It's probably the best first person shooter control wise. Uh, hit detection, everything. Um, I, I have I, it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find a better one. Than Destiny, yeah. I mean, now I mean, it's Bungie and Halo. Yeah. I mean, it's the kings of it. Exactly. I mean, it definitely had some of its flaws in the hit detection and everything. Because I know I was definitely a victim of some of those issues, getting shot through a wall and those kind of things. You're going to have those errors. It's servers, people. You know, you got to you got to realize a server is going to have a bump. It's going to have a glitch. You're going to have somebody shoot through a wall. You're going to have somebody lag and do all kind of crazy stuff. It's going to happen. But for an overall experience and gameplay wise, I mean. 
Destiny, I mean, they really knocked it out of the park in their game control there for, for that. Gameplay-wise, I love the feel of the controls. Everything felt great. I mean, I'm a left-handed player, right. and I was able to play it in the right-handed setting just fine, and it worked great. You know, I always switched my controllers over to the lefty setting. This one I didn't have to because it just felt good. It felt like a solid... It felt like a solid setup. It felt felt one of the best setups I've played for games in a while. And I've played Borderlands. I played Borderlands One, Two, the prequel, and it it by far surpassed that gameplay wise as far as the controls. Yeah, so I went back to play while I was playing Destiny. The reason I brought Borderlands up, I'd get back on there, and uh, I, I couldn't even. It was so hard to even line up a headshot. They were so slippery. You know, it's just unreal. It was. And, and I'm not saying that a game on Destiny is flawless. But I understand uh, the la- the servers and lags. Uh, but as far as a first-person shooter goes, and primarily what I'm thinking about is Call of Duty. I, you know, that that's the worst, Call of Duty. You'll die behind walls all the time, whatever the case. Uh, but and that's why I don't Destiny, play Call of Duty. It just frustrates me well, too bad. <laughs> and, and I really can't remember a time, per se, that I've died behind a wall that I thought, you know, I should have been around that wall before I died or whatever. Just, you know, yeah. go back and look at, and it shows a kill cam. Of course, Destiny didn't have a kill cam, so maybe it would be different. But, and he's like, that's not, ex- I didn't see that at all. As soon as you got that half second delay or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but Destiny is pretty good with that. Um, I thought they did a great job with the uh, exotics and how they implemented that, that system where you get one per your weapon side. Uh you know, one weapon, one exotic weapon, one exotic armor piece on your armor side. Um, and they all do different things. That kept it fresh. The loot system was good. Um, not, I wasn't a fan of the random loot at first, but, you know, I don't know if there's another way to do it, but it does, like I said, that community, it keeps them just kind of tame, yeah. if you will. And I think the random loot system was actually something good for Bungie. Now, granted, they should have gave more loot, but the random loot, the the RNG loot system, I think that was a good loot system for the fact that if you're going to go play a mission, and especially the way that Destiny's set up, you're going to play it over and over and over. It's going to be a nightfall. It's yeah, going to be yeah. a weekly. It's going to be whatever it could be. It could be a hundred different one special events for that time. It could be the heroic daily, whatever. You know, to have those where it, you aren't going to know what you're going to get out of it, I think that's good because if you already knew what you're going to get, you're not going to play it again. You're going to break the replayability of it. And Destiny had to have a place of replayability with such small content, and I think that's where the random loot drops actually help them have a better game overall. And Yeah, it, hit, it killed me, though. I mean, how long did it take to get Gallahorn? I mean, we, we try to get <laughs> that forever. Some, some people, it drops immediate, you know, immediately, and we're playing uh, right before... You know, they, they had Zer sell it like the first yep. week or two, and they didn't do it until didn't do it again the last, until like right before Rise of Iron. Yeah, right before the Rise of Iron, everybody got the Galahorn again, and I mine finally dropped from a nightfall. I have a funny you know? story on mine. This is this is actually really good. So I go in, and it's the week that everybody knows that Galahorn is going to be sold. So I'm like, okay, I got my strange coins. I'm going to Zer. Let's go buy this bad boy. I walk in, go to Zer, buy my Galahorn. I'm all excited. I got my Galahorn. Yay. And then some about probably about three or four days later, some buddies of mine were playing. Um, we just decided to jump into Crota for a few minutes while we're waiting for some other people to come in to run. Uh, I think we're going to run well, which one? So Rise of Iron. So it had been right, right, uh, like, I think we're going to run. Um, God, I can't even think of them now. Orcs. We're going to run Orcs. That's what, that's what we're going to do. We're waiting for people to jump in to, so we could run Orcs. And so, King's Fall. Yeah, King's Fall. So we go in and we're playing uh, We're playing Crota. And we get to Death Singer pretty easy, pretty quick. You know, it's the old school way where you can use the sword to go across the bridge. So we cheese the bridge just to get through it real quick. And we get there to Death Singer. We kill her and no lie, this is three or four days later, Galahorn drops. I'm like throwing a fit and everything and people are like, what's going on? Because they're all excited. They're like, oh, you got Gallahorn. I mean, this is even out like right after Zer sold it and everybody's still like, oh my gosh, you got Gallahorn. You know, I have Gallahorn drop and I'm like, that's just crap, man. That's just not good, you know, because I just had to pay like 20 something strange coins, had to work to get those strange coins, which wasn't a big deal at the time. But what's even funnier is, is we go on to kill Crota and it drops again. I have it drop at Death Singer and Crota in the same raid, two Galahorns back to back. And so I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How is my luck that unlucky that I get two oh, no. Galahorns in one run of the raid 
three four days well, after <laughs> well you knew the gun I, i've always wanted i'll never have it it's the it's the vex right? the vex mythoclass yeah yeah and you were trying to get it too i finally did atheon mm-hmm. so i don't get i don't hardly ever get to raid with you guys so i hadn't even done king's fall yeah. or the whatever Breath the, the machine um, yeah I didn't even. I didn't even. T- I've done some of King Fa- King's Fall, but I haven't done any of the Wrath of the Machine one. But anyway, we finally did Atheon. A Vex Mythic class drops for you. Yep. Right. That was your first one. All right. And then we do it back again, back to back, and you get another Vex yep. back to back. I don't get a single one. I never got it. Um, you know, probably get some legendary boots or something to get my intel up. I had <laughs> so something stuff like that, and, and not even a few days I mean, later, I had it double drop again for me on yeah, on her. It was just it's so it's so crazy on how random it is. You know, some days you can get yeah. great stuff, and some days you're just gonna get you're gonna get crap all day long. So right, and then you got to play to to get the loot anyway. I don't I don't ever get to to do those raids. It just and we'll talk about this later uh, in this podcast about what what do you think they did? What can they do better? And I got something for that when it comes to their raids. <clears throat> how to set those things up, which they are going to do, fix that a lot of that in Destiny 2. Uh, so that, that complaint is already answered, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that and why that, how they mess that up. But, um, so you're, yeah, you're a big peep. So why do you like PVE better than uh, PVP? Well, I mean, me for PVE, I, I can get in there if I want to, I can play it by myself. I can play it with people and do whatever I want, you know, and I like that. I, I enjoy doing that. And it, to me, I can dig around and find more of the story. You know, yeah, it's not in the in in the actual game, but going around finding little bits and pieces, hidden corners of a map or whatnot, I like doing that. Finding the undisclosed places, trying to climb as high as you can, I like doing that. And in PvP, you can't do that. Somebody's gonna shoot you in the back of the head when you do that. You know, I tried doing it many times, <laughs> jumping around, climbing on things, and I get shot in the head. And I'm like, well, okay, so PvE PvP is not the place to do this. So that's kind of, that's that's more the reason there. And then two. At one time, when I first started PvP on Destiny, I just didn't like it. I didn't get the controls. I'd been out of playing PvP games for quite a while at the time. And so I just wasn't used to that whole dynamic there that's a, a lot a lot more of a strategy that you have to play with and a lot more of you know thinking quickly. Now, granted, I'm to the point where I do like playing PvP now. But I don't like just jumping in Crucible. I like playing the events. I never was a fan, or I'm not, not going to say wasn't a fan of Trials of Osiris, just never really played it because that's that was above my skill level at the time. I probably still a li- is a little above my skill level. But well, there's, a, there's a weird line behind this kind of stuff, for, at least for me, uh, between, you know, fun and then being, like, too stressful. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's stressful for me <laughs> playing Trials of Osiris. You got to win nine in a row. You can't You can't go to Mercury. Yeah, I know. It's like, All I want to do is go to Mercury. I just want to go to the lighthouse. Let me go to the lighthouse. You know, I want to look at the sun as close as I possibly can and not burn out my retinas. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of that. I know, and you get, you got to get the ticket, and you got to find the group, and you got to do this whole thing. Um, and then you get in there and try to play. I mean, if you lose, you know, lose one, you're you're done. Yeah. You're not good. You got to, you know, so... I mean, it's it's nine and zero, right? To go to lighthouse. It's nine and zero to go to lighthouse, and it's it's a little stressful, especially for people like us that we don't get to play as much as some of these others. Because yeah. we're playing, yeah. so half these kids we're playing playing now are half our age and can play games all day long, like we used to when we were in college. Yeah, so, yeah, so you know we don't we don't have that so spot. Calm. Exactly, God, so calm. <laughs> I love so calm too. That's the burned best game my ever. disc out. That's a that real game. PvP. You die, you're dead. You have to wait until that's the way they should until do. it resets for the match. You had to. I and love to get that up game, and get you know? get a beer or something while you're waiting. Exactly. Talk to your bros, all the dead guys, and and think of a new strategy. Man, that's a great yeah. game. They need to bring it back. They were trying to do a remake of it. No, no, they just uh, need to bring actually, the old game back. Not even a remake, well, yeah, just a remaster of it. Make <laughs> it where it works on PS4. It's probably loads real quick. It's all. I don't know how big the whole game would be. A lot, lot less than a PS4 game, uh. but. Might be on like yeah, that, two that, of our pictures that we take nowadays, the you know gig pictures and things like that. It wasn't a very big game, so. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, some of these guys will get on there and they'll go to they'll they'll go to nine and zero just you know every Saturday like mm-hmm. yeah, let's started it again so let's just I'm off so I can play it a little bit I'm gonna go nine and zero and they're done they do it every day or whatever whenever they want to, and that's hard you know so, dude I can't do that I think I went. 5-0 and oh yeah. was the furthest I went. I have to throw props to one group while we're talking about this. Uh, it's a group that I was following through Discord. Uh, it's uh, through Grenader Jake. He put the group together. At least it was under his grouping. And it was Lighthouse Virgins. Basically, the whole last couple of months, 
<laughs> th- these guys were getting on there. And I don't remember all your guys' names, so if any of y'all are listening to this, I'm throwing out your props because you were doing an awesome job. You know, you're just great taking all these guys to the lighthouse they've never been. And they were just... That's a community, man. That's they were just about. spending really hours care. and hours taking these people. All you had to do was respond, I'm ready, and they would jump you into a team and two guys would take you to lighthouse basically some of them would even say you hide in this corner and stay alive in case we die so you can come res us we'll do the rest you know and i'm like oh my god i want to go to lighthouse i never got a chance because my time times never lined up with them but i'm going to follow them in destiny 2 and see if they'll do the same thing and i want to learn how to get a little better at trials as well you know so we'll we'll see how that goes i did i did like that okay so we talk about the talking about random loot and talking about uh, why they don't have that. You know, they don't want to get one guy too far out. You know, they don't let you share loot and all this. So they don't want to have the one guy that is just got all the best gear and he's just dominating everybody. And then you're just a little guy. So I just don't have the time to play. That's why I can't do it. They want to let everybody do it. However, trials gave you a little bit, you know, gave that person. Mm-hmm. If you see, if you see somebody in trials gear, you know they they're probably pretty good at PvP, and so that was a distinguishing factor that they could they could do. And uh, yeah. I mean, I was if I saw somebody in trials, you know, when you, when they line up the teams in yes. trials and they already got the gear, you're like, oh, dude, that's gonna. Suck. If I saw people with those with those, oh man, those crazy guns, I gotta I gotta be careful because they 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 just frustrate me so bad. Those guns from trials, there were some awesome guns, and I wish I could have got a hold of them. But if I was playing Iron Banner or whatever you know, PvP, and I saw somebody had just killed me with a Trials gun, you better believe if I saw the guy across the map, I was running away from him. I wasn't running toward him. I wasn't throwing grenades at him or anything. I was like, I gotta dodge this guy because I don't want to die again from the same stupid gun, you know. And it's just <laughs> so frustrating because it's like, that stupid Trials gun, it killed me again. I don't want to don't want to die by it. So, yeah, There's only one cure for the Trials gun. That's invective. Nova bomb. So you can do Nova bomb. <laughs> you jump if you have boom. to have a gun, if you get the shotgun out, man, I just just bomb rush. Yeah. I'm gonna go down, but I'm gonna get somebody. Yeah. I love that. And say, so, okay, that's that's gonna get me talking about Destiny Two and their their weapon system here. Yeah. So let well, let's just go ahead and transition over into, um, you know, kind of a what what do you think they sh- they should carry over into Destiny Two that may or may not have been mentioned, and what do you think? Uh, they need to do away with. We'll just go, just start with what do you think they should carry over? Well, some of the carryover, I think they should carry over the random, the way they were doing the random loot. I don't know if they're going to still do the, the, the exact same way or not, but I think the way that they were doing it, especially in the final days, you're getting a lot of loot, a lot of random loot, and it was a lot of fun because it made it, because when you went in to do something, when you did a nightfall, you did a, um, a weekly strike, the weekly hero strikes, or whatever, you know you were coming away with some loot. You know we were coming away with a good bit of loot. Whether it helped you or not was, you know, was questionable, but it was nice to know that you actually came away with loot. I hope they keep that amount of loot there. And the beta kind of didn't give you much of a taste of that, and that was kind of sad, because I was like, I want to taste what the loot system's going to be like, and they never really gave you that, because there was only, I think, only a handful of things that actually dropped. There were actually a few rare things that dropped above the 200 light level. That was pretty cool, too. So they kind of showed you that there possibly is going to break the 200 light level all, all right off the bat. So oh, yeah. that was that was kind of neat. But I, I think the, I think the way they're, the way that they're doing it after Rise of Iron with all the loot drops there for, for all those, I think they should carry that over because it's going to keep people interested and wanting to play things, especially when they get to the point of, oh, crap, I've played all the content 10 times over. What next? Well, you don't have a badger, you know, because badger was my first purple gun I ever got. And I remember that because it just it was a joke. I accidentally posted that in Borderlands saying that's my first gun in Borderlands when I wasn't paying attention to a group I was following. So they got a good laugh out of that. But badger was the first gun I got. You know, if you're looking for a badger, there you go. You get it. You know, and it's something else too. I wish they keep the same type of weapon weapon attributes. The way the weapon attributes are very random on the guns, I wish yeah. they would keep that. The rumor, yeah, because there's talk of taking that out. Yeah. The rumor, yeah. making it all the same. Yeah, the rumor is is that they're all going to pretty much be the same. That's not going to be fun. 
You know, because yeah. if you want, once again, I'll just use Balladrum. Palindrome. Palindrome was the one that everybody was trying to get with the spe- with the specific God roll. You know, they were waiting for it every week, and it seemed like for three weeks in a row, the uh, quartermaster was dropping a palindrome with the quote unquote God roll, and each week it'd be a different one. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, this is God roll is better than the next one." Well, in the community, that was awesome hearing everybody talking about that. But now you're going to be like, "Oh well, quartermaster got palindrome again." Well, it's that's going to be flat. Exactly. You know, it's going to flatten everything if, out. If all the guns are the same, you're, you're, there's no replay value. You better have a ton of content to keep people entertained so they're not waiting for... It's a loot game. I mean, you know, you, you once, you know, like we were talking about Gallahorn earlier. Once I got Gallahorn, it's kind of like, well, now what I need to play anymore for? Exactly. Because I got all the loot I need. But, you know, so you want to get those god rolls, you got to keep that. But, I mean, you know, I just kind of... What are they doing sometimes when, you know... When they, when they do some stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. What are you thinking? Why would you leave it the same way? Um, but all the guns the same. But, um, you know, anyway, the gameplay itself, of course, they don't need to change that mechanic, and they didn't in the beta, uh, which I was very happy about that in terms of, uh, you know, just the controls of the game, the the jump mechanics. You, you really do feel like you're in con- complete control of your character, uh, and that's a big thing, and, and you really... You know, you talk about content over and over again. I mean, there's not a lot of content. I mean, how many times have you played uh, where you got to kill the, uh, the the imprisoned priest? Yeah. Right? The strike. I mean, any strike. You played it a million times. And uh, the Archeon Priest or whatever. I've had and, to kill Death Singer and, the and God, I forget the name of that strike. But the, the for the nine, the Omnigal a hundred times. Yeah, and it's just like oh my gosh, but I'm you tired still of do it. it. Oh yeah, I get. You still do it because it's fun. Because that that's just how that's how good the mechanics are of that game. I remember looking at Omnigal, seeing that as being in the Nightfall, and being like, man, I gotta play this stupid thing again. I gotta play this crazy Death Singer again. You know what am I gonna do? Yeah, and that's the- and what did I do? I go in and play it again. And I played yep. it three times or max out on it. And sometimes I played it five or six times if my buddies needed it. And I still already had beaten it all the times that I needed to. And by the way, if, you know, if that one's got arc burn, that, that is a that is a tough one. If it's got arc burn, but, I, I, almost, I almost just like, no, I'm not doing it. Just not doing it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm but out here's on that the one. thing, too. Did you notice that the Three of Coins doesn't work on Omnigal? Uh-huh. Yep. What, I mean, what is that purpose? Uh, you know, I, just a, just a slap in the face. I think it kind of is, and then too, <laughs> um, from what I hear too, is the, I hope they take three of coins out. Really? Oh yeah, that's no. Cause see, this is a, from a casual guy. I love that, and I, you know, we talk about this about the raids and stuff like that, and uh, we'll get into this in a minute. But for a guy like me, they don't have a lot of time to play. You know, I got kids, I got family. You do too, but. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of time to play, and so I want to be able to get the exotics too. So I, when I can play strikes and stuff like that, and people want to invite you to a raid and, and this kind of stuff, and you're like, I just don't have time, one, to wait for the raid to be established, mm-hmm. the, the group, you know, we'll sit around at the tower for 30, 45 minutes. Very true. And then, it's, and then you know, by that time, it's like, I got 45 minutes to go play. And uh, you finally get there, you wipe once or twice, and you're like, dude, I just wasted all this time. I could have just run a raid. I could have. I could have broken down. You know, get some uh, glimmer or something. Anything yeah. to be better than just sitting, not doing anything. And you know, it's not. You know, the companies where where it's what makes it fun. You know, with your bros and whatnot. But um, we can join a party without me going to the raid. Mm-hmm. But um, the strikes and stuff, and that's that's real good. The coins is great for casual. That's why they added it. I'm I'm most positive. Oh yeah, I mean, it definitely is a casual draw. But you know, me being in the more hardcore in Destiny, I mean, I kind of. I'm really bad about doing this too is when I jump on a game, especially get sucked in a game like Destiny, that's all I'm playing is Destiny. I know, whereas you, you actually yep. play several games, so your time's even more limited than mine. But the the, the kind of kickback from Three of Coins is what it's, it got exploited. And I'm not going to lie, I exploited it. I went to the... Yeah, but they fixed that. Yeah, though, right? they did to some extent. So I went and I used, I used the exploit... I got all my exotics I wanted and did all that super quick. And then I kind of felt like after doing that, I was like, you know what? Kind of cheated the game a little bit there. Kind of wish I wouldn't have done that. But then again, I was like, you know what? I got some guns I probably wouldn't have never gotten if I wouldn't have done it like that. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, you know, saying it. But I think I think if they took three of coins out, I think if they did the loot system a little bit better, which in Rise of Iron they did. If you didn't use three of coins, you still were getting a ton of drops. I still got... Because I would forget to pop my three of coins half the time. I was still getting exotics left and right. 
So dropping from bosses without a three of coins. Mm-hmm. Oh. You see, I never, I never think that it would happen. I thought you always had to have a three of coins from just a standard strike boss. You mean? No, yeah, from a standard strike boss. As long as it was a named strike boss, it was an ultra. I have had some exotics drop without having a three of coins on. And oh, okay, so I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah, I thought that was without the three of coins. I know it used to be no exotics dropped. Uh, you know, before all the expansions and whatnot, unless you, uh, you know, nothing, no, no Ingram, no exotic Ingram ever dropped, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, they were extremely I, rare. I had a few drop here and there, but they drop. were sh- just crazy rare. But after Rise of Iron, they increased the loot drop of the exotics, and you would have them drop. Now, it was really rare to see it, but I did have it, and I was, like, surprised to see it. But then, of course, with three of coins, you have them dropping every, what, I think every third boss is what I'd have it drop on when I was using it every single boss. I could actually have an exotic every third or fourth boss. So, I mean, that was good and bad in a, in a sense. So, I don't think it broke yeah. the game, but it definitely opened it up to casuals. And it definitely, you know, expanded the audience. So, I mean... It, well, I hope they do carry it over. I hope they do. I hope they have uh, a lot more exotics uh, than they did in the other one. That kind of makes the game... Um, with it, with all the different um, abilities and whatever they do, but that that's kind of a lot of fun. And I hope they can somehow make your character a little bit more distinguishable in terms of not just the looks. The looks are fine, the aesthetics are fine. You get plenty of armor, uh, but just you can really change a loadout of your character. Not just hey, this is a short range character with a shotgun. This is a long range with mm-hmm. a sniper. But somehow with your exotics, hey, this is the guy that we want to uh, take on the the tank because he has whatever. This is the guy we want to take on the boss. Just make it a little bit more involved. And you know me when it comes to, like, uh, not to get a little bit, not to get, again, sidetracked, but the, the WoW system. Like, uh, I used to play WoW all the time. You know, you'd had a, a rogue, and you had to have a tank. You know, if, if you had a rogue in your party, the way that you would attack was you'd walk up behind them and zap them, you know, while you're yeah. in stealth. And so that would keep that enemy at bay while you take out the rest of the group. You had to you had to attack each group stealth stealthily in a certain way. If you had a mage, you could sheep them, whatever the case. But you needed these type of crowd control characters to play their role. You needed somebody that was good at it. Same way a good healer, same way a good tank. Then I got back on WoW maybe three years ago, and um, you just bomb rushed everything, right? And it's yeah. kind of what you do in Destiny. And I wish that they could somehow take you know and again it comes back to the community if you make it to where each each character is individual uh they have their own job to do if you got one character that doesn't do it well, well he's going to be shunned by the group very true and you know and so that's that's just it's one of those double shorts but i mean it's just human nature i mean i think the game gives for a more rich experience when you are performing your job uh for that character good well and it also benefits you know to have a clan and know everybody's strengths and weaknesses but it also you know, that this double-edged sword is somebody like me that doesn't play a lot, and you guys are all playing, mm-hmm. and then, you know, hey, you really guys want to do this new raid, you're not going to invite me if if you know that you need have to have this particular guy that's good at it. Even if we're the same class, you know, they might be like, well, we need the guy that's, that's good at it. I mean, it's just what people want to do. And uh, so I could see that, that that's not probably going to happen in Destiny, probably for that reason I just mentioned. But, uh, you know, I wish they would have some kind of I don't know, some way to do it. Just make it more of a rich experience instead of just bum rushing through raids as much damage as possible. Well, that is fun, but um, I mean, bullet, bullet, uh, bullet sponge bosses and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's constant. Yeah, I don't want bullet sponge bosses either. You know, it's nice to have one here and there, but I want one that has some strategy. You know, Wrath of the Machine, what I liked about it was there was a lot of strategy involved with it. You know, you're looking at uh, Vosik. You know, the, fir- the first boss that you face. You know, you're throwing orbs at them. You've got your get-, get your team down pat to do that. And then to run into your safe houses, you know, when he does his little death wave. You know, it's a great it's a great experience in that. And then you get over to what we all dubbed as the death Zamboni. Everybody will know what they're talking about when I say that. But uh, the death Zamboni, it's, it's just, it, that was a really awesome thing because you're not trying to kill the death Zamboni. You're trying to fix it so you can actually ride it through the board. And so you're taking, you have to take these parts and you have to coordinate with your team to get these parts from one side of the board to the other because you have those spider web things that trap you going off. You've got some really strong bosses. 
or not bosses, but uh, but majors and and some captains there. And you've got all this stuff going on, and you've got to have your teamwork to get through that. And that's what I liked about it. And of course, Axis, he was a pain to fight, you know. But there's a lot of strategy involved in it because once again, he has a death wave too. You have to time it all. You know, only certain people can actually damage him and do things to him. So I mean, it just it was a great way of the way I actually built strategy into that. But on the flip side, they didn't build strategy as in you're a tank, you're a healer, you do this and you do that. It's more of, okay, you're getting thrown in there. Okay, now you're the one with the aura, you can't damage them, so this guy over here has to damage them. That was really the only strategy in it is you got to know who has what ability to do what things. So, you know, like they talk about the, the group system and stuff. Why do you think, okay, we know what they said um, with, uh, when it comes to finding groups for nightfalls, even for trials or for raids, you couldn't do matchmaking in game. You had to go to a third party mm-hmm. site, which is the exact same thing, you know, but you just can't, it's not convenient. That's the only that's the one part that sucks about it. But why, why would they do that? I have no idea why they wouldn't do that because there's no yeah. reason why. I mean, their whole theory and point behind this is this is what they have said. The reason why they won't do it is because you have to have a team that works together, that knows each yeah. other, that actually can go in and do it and do it efficiently. Well, I call I call bogus on that. You can throw a raid team together. I've done it a hundred times with people who don't know what they're doing. We teach them in the raid, and then there you go. You got a new raid team. I mean, that's how I built half the clan one time is because we were, you know, people were bailing from the clan for whatever reason. I went out and I found some people that knew the raid. I'm like, okay, let's play together. They were fun to play with. We were joking around most of the time, but we got the raid accomplished. And I'm like, you can go out and find randoms, play with them and beat a raid. You can go find randoms and beat a nightfall, especially nightfall. Nightfall is that basic one there. I've got a buddy I work with that he is a primary solo gamer. But he loves Destiny, so it's kind of he's kind of in those in that area of where he doesn't really play with people very well, but he wants to play Destiny. So for him, having matchmaking on Nightfall would be perfect because pull up his controller, matchmaking, bam, he's done, he's ready to go, he can go do Nightfall, and he doesn't have to talk to him because that's what I like about the Heroic Strikes is I don't have to talk about talk to this but this guy over here, you know, aka Blueberries, you know, we all called him Blueberries, <laughs> so I don't have to talk to that Blueberry over there because I didn't know what random thing he was going to say, you know, especially too if I had my earphones out, you know, that means the sound's coming through my speakers when my kid's running through, I definitely don't want them to hear whatever random thing a Blueberry says because we know... The gamers, you know, especially squeakers, squeakers are notorious for dropping whatever bomb they can. They're trying to say everywhere they can so they can, because <laughs> they can't say it at home. Bomb drop. Oh, yeah, they're just everywhere. It's, <laughs> squeakers just unnerve me on the game half the time. But I don't understand why they just didn't do it because they, they're missing out on an opportunity to bring in those gamers like my friend I work with that's a solo player that just wants to do it. It's a failed opportunity in Destiny One. I really think they missed right. missed the ball on that one. And so, and they're correcting it in Destiny Two. They're letting you join the groups uh, at random, and and that's that's the big thing. If I want to go in there, and okay, we got to. I'm off on Tuesdays. They say they do all the resets on Tuesdays, uh, still, which I'm sure they mm-hmm. will. Uh, so I'm off on Tuesday, and I got to work the rest of the week. I'd like to do the Nightfall right now because the only chance I'm going to get to do it. And if none of my buddies are on. You know, you have to go to that third-party site and all yep. this. Again, you got to pull out of the game. You're just pulling away from the experience, and that's all a video game is. And uh, to, to be immersed in this experience. And, like, uh, you know, now you can just click looking for a group nightfall, hunter, or whatever, and then join join right in with somebody. So they fixed it. So it's just so weird. Why did they do that? I, I understand about the random loot. I understand about uh even the point system where there's no there's no winner there's no mvp mm-hmm. or there's an mvp we just got to look at it there's no no guy labeled mvp but um so that's no bragging rights and th- th- if you do the best on the team by far there's not a, a chance that you're going to get better loot or anything and at first that 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 got to me but uh cause i didn't think that that's the way it should be but what they accomplished with that is again a community that you know you have no bragging rights on anything uh, you don't have to be the, an all-star to get the best loot. And uh, so that's, I understand it, but I do not understand that uh, that looking for group mechanic that they did not include 
And I think they realized that it didn't really accomplish what they wanted it if it if they had a plan for it at all. Uh, but or they just wanted something. Maybe they wanted that to be a distinguishing factor, but like the trials of Osiris in terms of, hey, I've completed the Nightfall this week. I got the blue flame around my head on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're real popular. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, they're going to fix that in uh, Destiny 2. So uh, that's going to be a, I'm looking forward to that from somebody that doesn't play a lot. But um, so what else do you think? You got anything else about that or? No, I mean. Uh, I just want to wait till next, yeah, next time. Don't want to jump too deep into Destiny 2. You talking about Destiny 2 yet just because, you know, we can definitely have a good little conversation on that as well. All right, well, cool. Uh, well, let's go ahead and just wrap this thing up, man. Um, again, we're just kind of uh, doing this thing for uh, having a good time doing it. Wanted to just kind of get the word out there about Destiny and Destiny 2 from a, a player's perspective. I don't claim to be a pro gamer or even a, a crazy knowledgeable guy about games, you know, in terms of knowing guys' names on this. As you could probably tell <laughs> from the podcast. But, I mean, just from a ground-level perspective, you know, from the gamers that actually play – uh, you know, 36 year old man who grew up with games and, you know, we're going to play till, till the day we die. I'm sure. Definitely. And, uh, you know, the, we're all grown up now. We got kids, we got all this. So let's, uh, you know, I would love, it's this, it's a casual game. This was one I like, I think it's just because it is a casual game. You, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying all games need to be casual. It's just different experiences for everybody. But, um, just the fact that, uh, some things that they, they should have done, didn't do, but but whatever, um, we're done with that. So uh, we do want to bring this to you with uh, Destiny Two next week. We're going to try to do this a weekly weekly deal. Um, probably get into some retro games at some point to bring back those experiences. Those we can talk about. I certainly can talk about those a lot more. Um, you know, plan to do that. We plan to have some guests eventually as well. Have some other people come in and talk about some games as well. So that way we can cover all that and. Also, too, for your for us for you listeners, we want to say this too. We're going to have an email out there eventually for you that way you can send in comments, things like that, and let us know what you're thinking. You know, we want to hear from y'all as well because you know you're our listeners. We're doing it not not just for us, but for the you know the other gamers out there. You know, we are definitely more geared to dad gamers because that's what we are. We're dad gamers, but we won't let we won't we want all of y'all to listen in. You know, we hope that all of y'all enjoy what we're saying, and you know, if we slip up on something correct us you know and if we're doing something really awesome let us know you know so we'll, we'll <laughs> i'm sure we'll be corrected <laughs> i'm sure i'll be corrected a million times but and that's fine i mean bring it in uh follow us on twitter uh we started a hollywood cole that's our gamer tag on psn as well yeah i got hollywood um, cole and hollywood cole and uh clear fire so yeah and do you want to drop the the clan name uh also too uh if you want to check us out when we when destiny 2 does roll out our clan, uh, Warlike Hooligans, we will be doing guided games. That's the new uh, assistance type thing that's going to be in Destiny 2. So we'll be doing that. You'll check us out. You know, you want to just play with us and hang out with us, man, come check us out. You know, you got, like I said, you got Clear Fire and Hollywood Cole here. We're going to be running game. We're running that game from day one when it drops. So, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we got a Twitch going as well. Uh, you can watch that live or follow that. It's a on uh, it's Twitch Twitch TV slash Clearfire. That's K L E E R F Y R E. That's my Twitch. Uh, mainly do streams for our clan, but since when you know Destiny One basically was dying there toward the end, I was just basically doing whatever I could. You can actually go on there now and check out some gameplay from the Destiny Two beta. You can always look look me up as well on YouTube because that's where I archive everything. So basically all gameplay videos that we've done through the Twitch, if you don't see them on the Twitch, then you can go watch uh, past and archived game, uh, gameplay on uh, YouTube and just look for Clearfire on there. You'll find me. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, downloading and listening, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will uh, see you guys next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs>